Welcome in the latest episode of That SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What's up, you Tennessee Homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, we are winding down our SEC Fall Camp Preview. Shane, we got the Auburn Tigers... Coming up, we save this one for next to last, Shane, because, well, we'll get we'll get all into it. But man, I don't have any idea what these Tigers are going to do on the football field. But it is a it's a great time to be an Auburn fan with all the momentum. Uh, you ready to talk some Auburn here in a minute? Hell yeah! Especially with you, Mike. You've been pumping them up, predicting upsets all off season. <laughs> so I think them War Damn Eagles gonna be excited about this one, brother. Yeah, and of course, you know, we're so fired up because Media Days this time next week, we will be at Media Days. Yes. Going all through that. Uh, Don't forget, we're doing our Saturday SEC Media Days tailgate at uh, Bearded Iris Brewing. That's 101 Van Buren, Nashville, Tennessee, right by the top top golf. We're going to be there from 3 to 6 p.m. Central Time. Come hang out, drink a beer with Cousin Shane like everybody's been dying to do, <laughs> and yell at me for my quarterback rankings or God knows what else I've tweeted in the last couple of years. But it's going to be a good old time. You know what? Absolutely, man. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, it's – man, I tell you, can't get here soon enough. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been, I've been trying to eat better and drink better, and I'm like, I'm letting loose in Nashville, baby. And it starts at the Bearded Iris. So, yes, I'm looking forward to it and meeting everybody and, and you know, again, hanging out with you and, and, and my brother, you know. I haven't seen him in a long time, so it'll be a little bit of a family reunion. So get all them cousins down there at the Bearded Iris. We're going to have a hell of a time. Yeah, and speaking of SEC Media Day, Shane, as I said, it's getting close. We're making official uh, announcements from the SEC, and Monday we got the big one, Shane. The player representatives for all 14 SEC teams. You ready to uh, go down the list of uh, what players will be at SEC Media Day? Yes, absolutely. Waited the last minute on this one, Mike. (laughs) You know, usually it seems like you know a month ahead, but now it's like, hey, right before you get down there. So, yeah, who we got? All right, we're just going to go in alphabetical order because that's how the SEC sends this out to us, Shane. For Alabama, offensive lineman J.C. Latham, their best offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. Kool-Aid McKinstry, the defensive back, maybe the best defensive back in the entire country. And then yeah. Dallas Turner, the outside linebacker. That's your three for Alabama. All three juniors, and probably, hey, we want to. We don't want to push anyone to the NFL, but probably all first round picks in a year from now. You know what? <laughs> it's like it's like there rarely are there good. Is there seniors <laughs> left? You know, it's like the three that are coming are going to most likely be juniors. Yep. And I'm excited about this trio from Arkansas, Shane. Landy Jackson, the defensive end that's been garnering so much buzz in the spring. K.J. Jefferson, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the SEC. And Rocket Sanders, many people have him as the best running back in the SEC. That's, That's a hell of a trio right there. Golly, if you're picking a team, you know, it's like uh, if you're playing dodgeball, those are the three guys you want. So, <laughs> yep. How about Auburn, Shane? Tight end Luke Deal is going to be representing uh, Elijah McAllister, the linebacker, who is a transfer from Vanderbilt. The only one, Shane, that is a, a first year transfer that'll be representing a team at Media Days is Elijah McAllister. And then Cameron Stutz, the offensive lineman. So, a lot of, like I said, we'll get to the Auburn preview in a minute here, but uh, not a lot of uh, names I think most SEC fans recognize. No, no, and it's going to be a while. I mean, that's this show where I think you're going to learn a lot when we do this Auburn preview here. So <laughs> yeah. I'm learning. So, hey, I want to ask you, uh, just by any, just curious, is Auburn and Vandy on the same day? Ooh. Um, this ain't a Hugh Freeze troll all of a sudden, is it? I mean, oh, wait, yep, they are. They're both on oh, Tuesday. Oh man, come on now, you already <laughs> working it. <laughs> all right, how about Florida, Shane? Offensive lineman Kingsley Inguakon, who I got to mm-hmm. imagine this will be six foot eight, three hundred seventy-five pounds. Jason Marshall, the defensive back, and Ricky Pershaw, the receiver that kind of broke out last season. So there's your trio for the Gators. 
Yeah. Ooh, back-to-back dog, Shane. Brock Bowers. It's going to be pretty awesome to see Brock Bowers at media days. Kamari Lasseter, the defensive back, and the best center in the country, Cedric Van Pran, back. Could have went to the NFL, but he's back to try to get a third ring on his finger there, Shay. So that's quite the trio for uh, them dogs. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a big room. And then, you know, Kentucky, Shane, they're always going to bring the beef. Offensive lineman Eli Cox, defensive lineman Octavius Oxidine, and linebacker J.J. Weaver. <laughs> oh yeah i saw somebody put like he's what did they say the sleeper media guy or something like that you know a lot of people probably don't know who he is they see him fingers they're gonna be like oh who's this guy you know <laughs> lsu shane they're bringing quarterback Jaden daniels josh williams the running back and makai wingo defensive tackle that uh was at missouri now he's an all-american for uh, LSU, and, and before you even ask, Shane, yes, LSU and Missouri going on the same day, so <laughs> drinking oh, company, on, they're going to have to face Wingo again. Playing chess while everyone's <laughs> playing checkers. All right, for Ole Miss, Shane, outstanding defensive end Cedric Johnson's going to be there. Your boy, Junkins, maybe the best running back in the country. Sophomore. Yes, yeah, one of the few sophomores on this list. Yeah. And DeAndre Prince, the defensive back, that's your trio for the – Ole Miss Rebels. Yeah, that'll be a fun one. It's kind of wild. You don't see them young kids get to come that often, so I'm 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 excited for that. Yeah, well, you know, Lane Kiffin's probably going to have some kind you know, of story about, you know, this team tried to steal them, that team, and they're like, here's yeah. your opportunity to, to, to get that word out on Junkins. And the hell with ties, you know. I, I, I love his SEC Media Day rants, you know. I'm kind of curious <laughs> what he brings up this way. Yeah. For Mississippi State, Shane, back again, Jaden Crumody, the defensive lineman, Jaquavius mm-hmm. Marks, outstanding running back, and Will Rogers, record-setting quarterback. So, it's a hell of a trio for Mississippi State, too. Oh, yeah, and them boys earning some Hyatt points again, huh? <laughs> <laughs> for Mizzou, Shane, defensive back, Chris Abrams, Drain, uh, then offensive lineman, Javon Foster, and defensive lineman, Darius Robinson, so Missouri, they're bringing the beef, too, up there to media days. Yeah, I like him, big boy. That's what they did last year. So, yeah. we had a couple interviews with those guys, but I like that. Yep. South Carolina, Shane, they're bringing defensive lineman Tonka Hemingway. Punter, Kai Kroger, uh-oh, the best punter in the country. And Spencer Rattler, the quarterback, Shane. And yeah. I got to put it out there, man. Tennessee fan. Like I said, anytime there's South Carolina – Tennessee fans got to chime in. Anytime I tweet out something about Tennessee, South Carolina fans got to chime in. It was a Tennessee fan, Shane, said, oh, poor South Carolina. They got to bring a punter to media days. South Carolina <laughs> fan responded, well, how else would Tennessee know South Carolina got a punter? Because they can't stop them on the field. I mean, what a, what a troll tweet that is. You know what? Oh, yeah. And somehow I got drugged into that one. I was like, damn, I didn't say anything. So I think this is exciting, especially Spencer. Uh, you know, we were all surprised he wasn't there last year. So yeah. I think this is going to be pretty cool seeing him make the rounds. Yeah. And, and speaking of the Vols, Shane, Joe Milton's going to be there. That's going to be great. Omari mm-hmm. Thomas, defensive lineman, maybe the best player on the team. Jacob Warren, the tight end. That's your trio for them balls. Yeah. Mike keeps reminding me every time I see a ball run around, you can't get autographs here. They'll <laughs> kick you out. It's like, damn. How about one picture? <laughs> Texas A&M, Shane. Fidel Diggs, a defensive lineman. McKinley Jackson, another defensive lineman. And for the second year in a row, scheduled, Shane. Anaya Smith, outstanding Ooh. receiver. Let's hope he makes a trip this time. Oh, he'll be there, man. He's staying with Coach <laughs> all week. <laughs> Jimbo is personally driving his ass up here. So, uh, no, I think this is big, and, and I'm kind of surprised, honestly. Uh, so, this is I hope we, I hope he comes over. I'd love to talk to him. Yep. And then for Vanderbilt, Shane, I don't even know if they're driving. They could walk to uh, the event here. Uh, <laughs> Ethan Barr, the linebacker. Uh, Jalen Mahoney, the safety. And Will Shepard, their outstanding receiver. That's your rundown of every player that's going to be at Media Days from the SEC. I love it, man. I love it. Hey, short list, Mike. You pick three names that you really want to talk to. Hmm. I mean, the players or the coaches? or, or... No, no, players, just players. Hmm. I think it's got to be KJ's. Got to be at the top of that list. 
I'd love to talk to Joe Milton. I think that'd be an interesting one, and probably Brock Bowers. Okay. All right, man. <laughs> now, who do you not want to talk to? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shade, you ready to talk some Auburn football? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, so as always, we'll, quick recap. We'll keep it even briefer here because we want to forget about last season. But, you know, you got off to a 2-0 and start. There was some optimism, and then Penn State came down and throttled them, and that was basically the end of Brian Harson as we knew it. They did beat Missouri in that wonky overtime game where Missouri was scoring the touchdown and dropped the ball. And somehow, yeah. Shane, they beat Texas. Everybody beat Texas A&M last year. <laughs> they beat A&M. So that's their two SEC wins from last season during the five and seven season. But uh, not, much, not much I'm going to miss from the Brian Harson era, are you? No, no. I, in fact, I think we've talked enough about last season. I mean, I love, I love how the team came together toward the end, and and especially the fans, mm. and because you you saw it. it this Auburn football's just better when Auburn's good. You right. know what I'm saying? When when you just don't, when you got two teams down there in Alabama just ready to kick ass. That's that's when it's fun, and and it's you know it's time to return it to glory. So, yes, clean slate. These these fans are ready for some action, man. That's perfectly said, Shane. I've even said it on Paul Feinbaum's show. These fans deserve a winner. Just look at how they showed up in that A. They would not have won that A and M game without the yeah. fans. It was crazy, crazy environment. So credit to them, and they got a qualified head coach now, Shane, with Hugh Freeze running the ship there. We finally got someone that knows what the hell they're doing in the SEC. <laughs> He's eighty-three and forty-three in ten seasons as a as a coach in college football, major college football, six and two in bowl games. Shane, really good record in bowl games. He was 10 and three at Arkansas state. He was the head coach there for just one year, 39 and 25 at Ole Miss. And that was obviously a rebuild. He was taking over 34 and 15 at Liberty really had that thing going at the tail end of that beat Arkansas last year. Uh, against SEC opponents though, Shane, 19 and 21, Again, maybe that's not fair because he, he did. It was a rebuild for sure, and he and he, yeah. he had Ole Miss flying high here. But uh, man, let me just ask you, Shane, because Hugh Freeze, just never know what you're going to get with this guy in terms of uh, you know upsets and what he can accomplish on a football field. He's not not stayed anywhere for too long aside from Ole Miss, and and obviously that that went sideways at the end there, but. Uh, with Hugh Freeze as our coach, Shane, I mean, how high do you think these Auburn Tigers can fly, so to speak, with uh, with Saban winding down and and now the SEC getting away from divisions? I, I know one more year of divisions, but I just think everybody in the West is essentially getting a break when we go to uh, a format with no divisions, and that's Auburn included. Yeah, because sometimes they get they – get- shuffled it i mean you're you're playing georgia and alabama every year and they're right. probably still going to do that but those two losses aren't going to keep or potential losses aren't going to keep you out of playoffs in the future man mm-hmm. so i i think the i think when you go out and you hire a coach because when they're looking for it you we've tried projects we had a project down there it didn't work and and i know hugh's got a little baggage and you either love him or hate him you know but what do you want in a coach? You want a coach that can win. You want a coach that can recruit. You want a coach that can develop. You want a coach that can beat Alabama. Mm-hmm. Well, you got one in Hugh Free. So you're asking how high they can go, buddy. They can go all the way. That's the potential that Auburn has. Right, and they're one of the few schools, Shane, in the SEC that has proven they can win it all, and they're just always in that mix. They're always laying in the weeds when you expect nothing from them. That's when they come up and bite you uh, from out of nowhere. And it could be this season, Shane, with the transfer portal. So major uh, changes on the coaching staff, obviously. The only two coaches right. they kept, Cadillac, love Cadillac. He was interim coach. He was the one that beat Texas A&M. Uh, he's a legend down there, obviously. And the secondary uh, slash safeties coach, Shane Zach Etheridge, he was team captain on Auburn's 2010 national championship team. Did, he did a remarkable job with the secondary last year. So I think those were two outstanding moves to retain those coaches by Hugh Freeze. But what do we got working with with the new staff, Shane? And this is another reason I'm fired up for the Auburn Tigers. 
Philip Montgomery, the new offensive coordinator. He was at Tulsa the last eight years as the head coach. Before that, he was the Baylor offensive coordinator under Art Bryles. So he's going to be running the Josh Heupel, Lane Kiffin, uh, Kendall Bryles type offense. So we're going to get that mm-hmm. tempo. We're going to get that speed. And under Philip Montgomery, Shane, listen to some of these quarterbacks he's coached up. RG3 won the Heisman yeah. Trophy. Hello. Uh, Bryce Petty was at Baylor, Big 12 yeah. Player of the Year. Uh, Nick Florence, All-American at Baylor. And then Kevin Cobb and Case Keenum, who are two guys that I think are still in the NFL. So this guy's got an outstanding track record of coaching up quarterbacks and plugging them into his system. And the final two years he was at Baylor, Shane, they averaged over 46 points per oh. game. So, I mean, it's – Don't you miss that, Auburn? Don't you miss those 40-point <laughs> <Yeah>. games? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Golly, Mike, you got them pulling over, rolling the windows down, trying to cool down a little bit, getting them hot and bothered, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then a defensive coordinator, Shane, Rod Roberts, he was at Baylor the last three years under Dave Aranda. And remember, this is a team that won the Sugar Bowl, won the Big 12 two years ago. Uh, that, that year, Shane – Baylor's defense led the conference in interceptions, turnovers forced, defensive touchdowns. This guy was at Louisiana as the defensive coordinator in, in 2018-2019, and he was head coach at uh, Delta State in southeastern Louisiana. So I always love these coordinators, Shane, that uh, have been head coaches because they can see the bigger picture, mm-hmm. get a, an understanding of, of just everything that goes into uh, this level. Uh, we're not we're not asking to be head coach, obviously. We're just asking to essentially be the head coach of the defense, Ron Roberts. And he had other SEC opportunities. He chose Auburn. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a really good move here by Hugh, too. Yeah, I like that. I like the recruiting side of it, too. I mean, staying down in the south as a head coach, you know all these high school coaches, especially down there in Louisiana and stuff. So I yeah. think that's a big piece as well. Well, speaking of recruiting, Shane, they got back the crime dog, Wesley McGriff, defensive backs coach. He's This is his third time, Shane, as an Auburn assistant coach. Uh, he was at Louisville last year. Mm-hmm. He, he was under Dan Mullen in 2021. Before that, he was uh, under Gus Malzahn at Auburn for two years. And he was under Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss. So you're seeing that Hugh Freeze connection, one of the top yeah. recruiters in the SEC, Wesley McGriff. You got to have a great recruiter to coach uh, defensive backs in the SEC. You know what? Absolutely, man. I wonder if he's got the same office. You know, <laughs> like you know, he gets in there. You remember how they, uh, like in Shawshank, they wrote, you know, Brooks was here. I wonder if he, <laughs> before he left, he wrote so his name. <laughs> now, now I love, I love this hire too, Shane. Jake Thornton, offensive line coach. They stole him away from Lane Kiffin. So, yeah. again, runs the same offense. Going to understand that. And Ole Miss, of course, they've been a rushing machine. Shane, two years ago, led the SEC in rushing. Last year, number three in the country in rushing. So, mm-hmm. this is a, a great offensive line coach, great recruiter that uh, now Hugh Freeze is going to have on his staff. I mean, I think he knocked it out of the park with this staff. Yeah, that's what nobody – everybody wants to talk about Hugh Freeze. They, they're not talking about what he brought down there. The pieces are perfect. I, I I think, you know, when you're looking at it, if you really do a deep dive, I mean, it, it was almost like it was exactly who he wanted there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's important when you're building a program from the ground up. Right. And receivers coach Shane Marcus Davis, he played at Auburn, team captain his senior year. He was at Georgia Southern last year. They were number four in the country in passing offense. Two years ago, he was at Hawaii. They had 3,916 receiving yards this one year as Hawaii's receivers coach. So that looks like a hell of a hire. And then the other three, Shane, Jeremy Garrett, defensive line coach, Josh Aldridge, linebackers, and tight ends coach Ben Iguama. I'm sure I butchered that. All three of those guys worked for Hugh at Liberty and followed him to Auburn. So you, a lot of staff continuity, even though it is a new staff uh, at Auburn. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. You got to have some guys that have your back, so, you know, in those meetings. They know exactly what you're expecting in practice, uh, you know, to help some of these other coaches. And then you keep a few guys like Cadillac that is the heart and pulse of that program that knows – I mean, you keep somebody like that around because they know the expectations of the Auburn Tigers. So, I, again, I just like the mix that they did. Now, we're skipping returning production, Shane, because they've basically blown up the roster, and I don't think that's relevant for the Auburn Tigers, Shane, because they brought in – had a lot of guys leave via the transfer portal, Shane, but honestly not a lot of impact players in my, in my opinion. I mean, just look at where some of these guys went. I tried to highlight kind of the, the key players departures so to speak tj finley quarterback he's at texas state now zach calzada the other quarterback who never even saw the field so i don't know if we can count him as a loss he went to incarnate word <laughs> i never even heard what? of that incarnate wor- word i don't know i don't know what that is but he's gone is that a tech school is he a plumber now what's going on here <laughs> Traverius dawson left for colorado so he's playing for Dion's. he might be good Xavion capers to western kentucky landon king to utah uh keydron jones the offensive lineman to florida state and jeffrey umba to purdue so those are kind of our biggest losses but again i'm put quotes under losses because we're we're excited shane they signed the number five portal class in the country ton of talent coming in to the mm-hmm. the plains this fall peyton thorne the quarterback got to start with him yeah from michigan state 61 percent passer 6,493 passing yards 49 touchdowns 24 picks 270 rushing yards and six touchdowns so he can get it done on the ground as well where they really needed help though shane is on the line of scrimmage and they landed dylan wade Left tackle from Tulsa. He was rated as the number two offensive tackle in the transfer portal. And he played for oh, the yeah. offensive coordinator, Philip Montgomery, down there. So he, he'll he know the system well. Uh, offensive lineman Gunner Britton, the right tackle from Western Kentucky. He started four, all four years at Western Kentucky. <laughs> now he's getting his shot in the SEC. Uh, center Avery Jones from Eastern Carolina. He's, he started 32 games for Eastern Carolina. So this is the beauty of the transfer portal, Shane. We – Hugh Freeze coming here and said, my God, we don't have many linemen that can that can play. Well, let's just pick this starter and that starter and this and let's let's build our own roster <laughs> via the transfer portal. And they did that with Justin Rogers, the defensive lineman from Kentucky. 63 tackles, three sacks. Those are not numbers that jump off the page at you, but when you consider he's a nose guard, those are incredible yeah. statistics. Uh, I this is a guy to really keep your eye on, Shane. Running back Brian Beatty from from South Florida. He was an All-American kick returner, over 1,800 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns on the ground at South Florida, instant impact type player. Uh-huh. How, about, how about this guy from North Texas, Shane Jair Shorter? This is going to be 27 yards per catch last year, led the country. Jeez. Check this. This is, this is the most ridiculous stat I've seen of, of anybody on this team, Shane. He caught 23 passes last year. Yeah. 11 touchdowns. So <laughs> almost every other catch is a touchdown. 623 yards for Jair Shorter. So, so that's a name to know. They needed help at receiver. They're getting it from the North Texas transfer. They needed help at tight end, Shane. So they went to FI, yeah. FIU and got Rivaldo Fairweather, six foot five, 210 pounds, just a beast out there. 54 catches, 838 yards, five touchdowns, 15 and a half. Yards per catch for fair weather. Shane Hooks from Jacksonville State. Hey, oh, six no. foot four, 974 receiving yards, 12 touchdowns, two seasons playing for uh, for Dion there. Nick Garner, the receiver from Cincinnati, 81 mm-hmm. catches, nearly 1,500 receiving yards, and 11 touchdowns in his four years. The defensive lineman or linebacker I already mentioned, Elijah McAllister from Vanderbilt, who's going to be at Media Days. 65 mm-hmm. tackles, six and a half tackles for loss, two and a half sacks. And then how about this guy, Shane? Mosea Nazil Kite from Maryland, defensive lineman with 83 tackles, 14 and a half tackles for loss, and nine sacks. And there's about 10 other guys they landed, Shane, but the, <laughs> we ain't got time to hit on all of them. But basically, moral of the story is they have just completely flipped this roster overnight, which makes this team very difficult to peg. Yeah, 
<laughs> I think that's that's the part that's the problem. You brought in a lot of bodies here, but you see, it can be done. It's been done at LSU. Yep. Ole Miss does it every year. You've got teams like South Carolina that 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 dip into this portal, and all of a sudden they create a, a wonderful roster. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think this is what you do. You got to do this the first couple of years. Yeah, and on top of that, Shane, you know they had to. It was patchwork. They had to do it late, but they signed the number 18 recruiting class in the country, mm-hmm. number eight in the SEC. It was dead last when they took it over. So jump up in the in the rankings there. Uh, they signed the number nine defense alignment in the country, Kedrick Falk, the number yep. 11 running back, Jeremiah Cobb, the number 19 corner, Kalen Lee, the number 20 corner, Tyler Scott, the number 24 defense alignment, Darren Reed, and the number 25 safety, Sylvester Smith, Ed, I know you love Juco, Shane. So they got yeah. the number three <laughs> Juco defense alignment, Quintrell, Jamison, Travis, and the number four Juco offensive tackle in Isavion. Isavion Miller? Easy, that's Easy E. That's what we call him. <laughs> you, know, you just got a nickname. It's Easy E. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, even via the recruiting in, in the junior college route, talent added that is probably going to see the field this fall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, they're going to be a lot of new faces <laughs> down there. They're going to, and that's the thing. You're going to get rotation. You're going to find guys that pop in practice, but you're going to find other guys that pop in the games. So it's a little bit of trial by fire. But uh, I, I think if it, I have full, I'm telling you right now, if you if anybody figured it out, it's you freeze. Yep. All right, Shane. So let's rank the the position groups starting with the offense. And this is tough again with all this yeah. turnover. But I got to go running backs. Number one on offense with Jar- Jarquiz Hunter, standout. Mm-hmm. Bring it back, Sean Jackson, Damari Austin. And then the transfer, Brian Beatty, and the freshman, number 11 running back, Jeremiah Cobb. I think with all these pieces, we'll have us a, a pretty pretty solid running back group. Yeah, I like that room, and, and, and it got deeper too. So Hunter is – Probably a, a little bit of an unsung hero, you know. Everybody loves the tank, and he's no longer there anymore. But, but I'm telling you, there was a flashes. You saw it at the Georgia game. Mm-hmm. You know, Hunter's got some explosive capabilities here. Uh, so this should be a fun room. So next, I'm honestly, Shane, I don't know where to go here. So I'm going offensive line. Thanks in large part to the transfers. We're bringing back uh, Cam Stutz. He's got some starting experience. Also, guys like J- Javille Irvin, Tate Johnson, Jeremiah Wright. Connor Liu and Garner Langlo, solid pieces. But then the, the transfers is really the key. The left tackle, Dylan Wade. Center, Avery Jones. Right tackler, Gunner Britton. And they also added another Tulsa lineman, Shane Jaden Muskrat. So get him in there too. I mean, Philip Montgomery's <laughs> got to know what he's got in this guy. So uh, I think, strangely enough, I think offensive line could be a strength for Auburn this fall. Could be, and I, and I like the coaching. You know, you mentioned the offensive line coach earlier. I think, I think that's going to be a big part of this. You know, is there gonna, this is going to be a running team, man. I, yeah. I know a lot of people are thinking airing it out with Hugh Freeze and everything like that, but you're going to play to your strong suit, and I, I think they're going to lean toward that running game. And to do that, we're going to need these big uglies up front to figure it out. And there's plenty, to, plenty of bodies to rotate and find that top five. Right. So next, I got receivers, Shane, and I'm kind of basing a lot of this on just. The depth we have at this position. Uh, Javarius Johnson's back. Coy Moore. Malcolm Johnson. All those guys are pretty solid. O'Mary uh, Kelly, Jay Fair, and Camden Brown are back. But remember, we get a lot of help via the transfer portal. Jair Shorter from North Texas. That's a guy 27 yards per catch. Shane Hooks from Jackson State. Very productive. Nick Mardner from Cincinnati. Another very productive guy. And then Caleb Burton, who was a top recruit. Was at Ohio State, has not seen the field. But I believe he was only up there for one year. And, uh, you know, you can't get on the field at Ohio State, but you probably can get on the field at Auburn given the, the state of their receiver uh, room right now. New day, same deal. <laughs> Mike hates tight ends. I mean, they could send them to Nashville, one of their top three players, but it's still not good enough to move up his list. <laughs> no, you're wrong, Shane. They're hey, sick. the thing about the receivers, Mike – so they're, sec- they're second to last here, the tight ends. 
Oh, am, am I missing a group? Yep. Oh, shit. Yeah, quarterback. No. Oh, oh, man. Okay. All right. <laughs> so not so fast, my friend. Tight you really next. got the quarterbacks? You you got the quarterback down there on the on the bottom? I do, you don't. Yeah. Th- are you a thorn believer or not? Mm, I mean, not. Not. I mean, I mean, I think everybody gets excited, Shane, over like you get a new quarterback. It's like, we're going to be great, right? But the way I look yeah. at it is – yeah. I mean, look at two of the best quarterbacks maybe ever in SEC, Joe Burrow and Hendon Hooker. They were good their first year. Mm -hmm. They were just incredible year two. So just imagine two of the best of all time. Year one, they didn't – it's not like they just came in and took over the SEC. You know what I mean? Like that's just incredibly hard, and you have got to be really good to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's or good. is that fair or not? Point. Or is that not fair? That is a very know. good point. Mm, I know that's what I do. Shit. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So quarterbacks last yes, Peyton Thorne, Robbie Ashford, and they also signed a freshman, Hank Brown, who I, I believe was committed to Hugh at Liberty. I think they flipped him late. So that's why I got the quarterbacks last. Yeah. You know, we're, we're lacking depth. We're lacking experience. Aside from Thorne, his production was in the Big Ten. Again, this is SEC. It's a different level. But we did skip over the tight end, Shane. Rivaldo Fairweather, FIU, Luke Deal, Brandon Frazier, Tyler Fromm. So uh, a solid group there. And I, these tight ends are going to get some run down here at Auburn too, I think. Oh, yeah. That FIU dad, uh, he, he, t- he tweeted me the other day. Ooh. Said, watch out for him, you know. So <laughs> maybe this tight end room's a little bit – a little bit better than we thought it would be, you know. And and yeah. I'll say this on the quarterback side, you know, you got Ashford sitting there. You, you don't just put him up, you know. I, I think this is a, a dynamic athlete that is going to find his way on the field one way or the other. It may be a quarterback. It may be something else. But you can't just keep him off the field. I don't see that happening. So right. uh, I'm kind of curious how that quarterback thing plays out. Well, that's another thing, Shane. I mean, I, I think – People assume Peyton Thorne will be the guy, but there's no guarantees. Robbie Ashford, I thought, yeah. played better at the tail end of the season than he did at the start. And, you know, we're assuming the offensive line will take some big strides, but that may not happen overnight. Maybe like LSU last year, where at the beginning of the year, the offensive line was kind of a train wreck for LSU. By the end, it was a strength. If if Auburn's offensive line is in disrepair early in the season, you're probably going to throw Robbie Ashford out there because he, because of his mobility, you give him a, a fighting shot, kind of like Jaden Daniels last year. So maybe Robbie Ashford's the guy. You know what? Well, think about it, man. The last Auburn quarterback that you didn't have faith in, what does he do? He goes up to Liberty and finds his way to the <laughs> NFL. You know, so I'm just saying. <laughs> yep. All right, so the defensive side of the ball, Shane, I'm going, this is an easy one, defensive backs, bringing back everybody mm-hmm. that produced for us last year, uh, Jalen Simpson, Zion Puckett, DJ James, Nehemiah Pritchett, Donovan Kaufman, all those guys, Shane, got starting experience. Uh, Keontae Scott, he's back. He was a top junior college defensive back a year ago. Marquise Gilbert, uh, Caleb Wooten, and Craig McDonald are all back, and then two Freshman, Austin Newberry, Kylan Lee, very solid group here for, for Coach uh, Zach Etheridge here in the defensive backfield. Oh, Zach Etheridge, yeah. I, I'm forgetting these names again. Yeah, so this <laughs> I, I, I'm i just so fascinated with the coaches. I think, I think the DBs, I think they're going to be fantastic. I really do. I, I think they're sleeping on these Auburn guys because there's a lot of continuity out there. There's, they've added more depth. These guys are – they're the top shelf, brother. They they there's some NFL dudes on here, so they're going to really need it, though. They're going to need these guys to step up in a big way. Right now, the the last two position groups, Shane, you could kind of convince me one way or the other, but I went with defensive line first. Yeah, Marcus Harris and Jason Jones, they have some starting experience. Darren Reed, Zacavius Walker are back, but it's really it's all about the transfer, Shane. Justin Rogers from Kentucky, Mosa Nasil Kite from Maryland, a guy I referenced. Uh, Steven Sings from Liberty. So hey, there's Liberty all over this this program. Lawrence Johnson from Purdue. So got some quality, got some talent in that defensive line. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, big boys, too. Uh, that's one of the things. That's, Auburn, you know, when I think of like, great Auburn teams, I think of running backs and defensive line. This is something I mm-hmm. hope you addresses and get some more meat up front. Right. So that means last I got the linebackers. Cam Riley's back. He's with some starting experience. Wesley Steiner's played a ton of football. Robert Woodyard, he was a top-rated signee in the 2022 class. They stole him from Bama right before mm-hmm. signing day, so he could be a breakout star. And then the transfers, uh, Elijah McAllister from Vandy, Demario Tolan from LSU, Larry Nixon from North Texas, Jalen McLeod from Appalachian State, and Austin Keys, who played 23 games at Ole Miss. All those transfers, bring them on in here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And, then, you know, Auburn always finds – it feels like they always find a linebacker that is the, the face of their defense. I mean, I go back to – Damn Takia Spikes, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that like if I'm drawing the perfect linebacker, I was drawing an Auburn guy. So, who, is there any names in that in that locker room that really stands out of of maybe being the face, the captain of that defense? Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, it, it'll probably be Elijah McAllister, who was at Vanderbilt, and he was a two time captain. And heck, Shane, um, they've already. I think it says something. I made note of it. He's the only guy at Media Days that is a first-year transfer for his program. So I would have to imagine the leadership is uh, is something yeah. that, that's already shining through for Elijah McAllister. That's a good one. I like it. All right, now as for specialist Shane, we got a new kicker, but he could be elite. Number one kicker recruit in the country, Alex McPherson, and he is the younger brother, of course, of Evan McPherson, who was at Florida, outstanding kicker for the Gators who's now the, I believe he's the kicker for the Bengals. So, pipeline, we like that. And then we got an Aussie punter, Oscar Chapman, (laughs) 43.8 yards per punt. He's back for the Auburn Tigers. So, I think our special teams are going to be pretty good. Couldn't make it in Australia, so he came on <laughs> over to <laughs> – if you missed that reference, you missed yesterday's show, and that's that's shame on you, you know. <laughs> All right, the top ten Tigers, Shane, as if the new NCAA video game was out now, who the, who they would be, have rated as the top players. I'm going with Jarquez Hunter as our top Auburn Tigers, Shane, 93 overall. Justin Rogers, the defensive lineman, giving him a 92 uh, DJ James, the corner, 91. The left tackle, Dylan Wade from Tulsa, giving him a 90. Zion Puckett, the safety, give me an 89 for him. This uh, The second running back in, in all-purpose kick returner, Brian Beatty, 88. I, I think he's going to have a huge year. Nehemiah Pritchett, the corner, 87. The right tackle, Gunnar Britton from Western Kentucky, give me an 85 for him. The tight end, Rivaldo Fairweather, give me an 84 for him. And then I'm just astonished by 27 yards per catch. Give me Jair Short of the receiver at 83. <laughs> Get him on the list. So this is the first list I've done, Shane, where about half the guys are via the transfer portal. Uh, but, again, that, that kind of goes with the theme here, Shane. I mean, Auburn needed talent, and they, they acquired quite a bit. But it's just it's so difficult to, to peg what yeah. this team could be. Yeah, I mean, and when you're doing these ratings, you, you think about all the teams we've done. This may be the one that at the end of the year, this look, this list looks totally different. You know, right. like there's going to be some guys that emerge. There's going to be some names that we have probably too high on expectations. It's just you never know how this thing plays out until they get under the lights there. Right. So, I mean, for, for the camp questions, Shane, I mean, I, I literally have written down a million because <laughs> there's too many to ask. And, and obviously the quarterback – Competition looms over everything, but just, you know, taking all these pieces that, uh, you know, there's lack of continuity, putting them all together with a new coaching staff. uh, I'm just, I'll be mesmerized by all of it down there on the plains. Yeah, I mean, you're right. There are a lot of questions. And I think the biggest one for me, and and it feels like it's the, the, the show topic here, Mike, and it's just, continuity how do these guys come together how, how does this look you know I mean it you pick the pieces and, and the pieces look great on paper but when when it's actually kickoff and Saturday you know what does it look like does it come together quick or is this one of those things that we're we're four or five games in and we're still trying to figure out identity you know right but the good news is Shane the, the schedule is very manageable right out the gate so let's get to the win loss or toss-up section of the show and as always 
asked about this every day on Twitter, Shane. We're doing this as Auburn Tigers Hobers. So if there's a, you know, if we're, we got a 50-50 split, we're going to give the Tigers the edge on, on every yeah. one of these. So I sent Absolutely. you over my list, Shane. These are the games that I think Auburn fans expect a win. You let me know if you disagree with any of them. But it's the it's essentially the first three, which could you know get you get you off to a hot start here. UMass mm-hmm. in the opener, that's at home. Yeah, at Cal, it's tricky just because it's so far away. But you you still expected a win there, and mm-hmm. then that Bulldog at, before you asked Shane, that's Sanford. <laughs> I had a feeling I knew that. Okay. I knew that one. Yeah, <laughs> but it, no no disagreements with that, right? Those three. No, 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 no disagreements at all. And I, I like what you say, Mike. You talk about easing into the schedule where we're trying to trying to figure out who we are. Right. This is. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better schedule than maybe last year with all those home games. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the only other two that I have, Shane, is should be wins right out. Just looking at the schedule at Vanderbilt and New Mexico State at home. So right there, you're you're already at five if you take care of business. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you agree with all those, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I I definitely agree with those. All right, so this is another one, Shane. I got a lot of toss ups on Auburn's schedule. What's hey, real quick? What's yes, Vegas sir. got these guys over under? Do you know? I think it debuted at I think six and a half, and it's already I think it's already been bet up to seven and a half. Ooh, okay, all right. Yeah, so they don't know how to yeah. read them either. <laughs> the hot, hot trains start to pick up here. Yeah, yeah. So, games I got listed as toss-ups, Shane. At Texas A&M, and I know mm-hmm. what people are saying. My God, you guys are hyping up A&M, this, that, and the other. Well, remember, this is the Auburn Pro Podcast. And who knows, Shane? I mean, yeah, we're high on A&M. We were high on them last year. You know what I mean? So, there's a, there's a yeah. I would say, a better-than-average chance that they just completely fall apart you know, Jimbo's out, mm-hmm. Petrino's causing trouble. I mean, God knows what could happen. So that is not a guaranteed loss for Auburn by any means. Ole Miss at home, mm-hmm. tricky. That I mean, that's going to be maybe the key game of the year there. And you're getting it at home. Mississippi State at home, another one. Maybe, maybe fans mm-hmm. expect that to be a win. And then at Arkansas, do you have a, any disagreement with those four being listed as toss-ups? Uh, the only one is the Texas A&M. I think I'd have that as a loss. I think it's just, uh, you're, you're asking a lot, man. You're asking a lot. I, I know they beat, beat them last, last year. Five and seven. This one, one of the worst teams that's, in the that's SEC. That's what I'm saying. That's what, but you're, you're now in college station. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're talking about a team that is building something. Now, if you had Texas A&M at the end of the schedule, mm. I could get behind a toss, but catching them so early, I think this is a wake-up call for the SEC. So that's the only one I'd switch to a loss. Okay, okay. So that means three games I've not mentioned, Shane. And I'm going to do a little caveat here, but three games. I think reasonable Auburn fans look at the schedule and say, Georgia at home. At least you're getting it at home. That's 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 something for you. But, I mean, my God, I mean, they're they're just a dynasty right now. At LSU, mm-hmm. which actually last time you went there, you did beat them. Bo Nix went Superman on you. And then Alabama at home. Do you disagree with any of those? I do not disagree with you on any of these, Mike. And they, so here's my little caveat here, asterisk, Shane. I think at Iron Bowl. <laughs> you want it. You want it out <laughs> there. You want Hugh out there saying, Nick Saban is the greatest of all time. We got no shot in hell. You know, you want to be pumping up Alabama and, and you know, in that state so divided, don't talk any trash for 364 days because crazy things happen on the plains when, when Auburn and Alabama get together. So I've already said, Shane, I think Auburn can win that game, and I still think it, even though I put this as a likely loss, because it is. It's a likely loss. But crazy things happen yeah. on the plains. I'm not – chalking that up to to a gimme loss but i think you i think you just play you just play that card Shane. we got no shot in hell we're gonna lose by 48 yeah. and we'll see what happens uh come november 25th you know what just say it just say it mike it's july 11th 
and I think that Auburn is going to beat Alabama. We'll clip it, and then you could put like, but I mean, let's be realistic here. So, <laughs> so th- we don't have to. Right? We could just clip it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So let's go through the schedule shade week by week, predicting the record for them Auburn Tigers. And again, we're doing this as Auburn homers, and yeah, right out the gate. I mean, UMass. One of the worst teams in the country. I think Auburn's like a 40-point favorite, <laughs> despite it being year one Hugh Freeze. That should give you an indication. That's that's an easy win. Oh, yeah. Big mass whooping. The M is silent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think this is – this. You know, we're, we're, we overlook a lot of these these non-conference games, but I think this is pivotal. Auburn fans need this. We I want a bloodbath out there. I want – Throttle down, you know. I, I want eighty, a hundred points if we can in this game, brother. Just, just, just excite this fan base, excite that recruiting trail, and let them know this is a new chapter for Auburn. So, yeah, it, I don't know what the spread is. They may not even have it out here, but I've taken the over because I think this is a debut of the Hue. Yeah. All right. So week two on the road at Cal, tricky game just because it's on the mm-hmm. road. You won't know what you got. Uh, until probably after this game, but come on, Shane, come on, we're not picking Cal on this come damn on. show. Who Get the kidding? hell out of here, Auburn's two and zero. Jeez, Aaron Rodgers ain't coming in, <laughs> son. You know what I'm saying? And, and they'll make Cal's Cal's a tricky one because it it does feel like one of those pack teams that that you know all of a sudden you're like, man, why are we? Why is this tied at half? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. Don't don't do that, okay? I, I think this is a good shot to get over there, maybe uh, steal some California recruits while you're at it. Uh, I don't even know if he's allowed in that state, but give me a big win for them <laughs> Auburn Tigers. <laughs> then the following week, I mean, come on, that's going to be a pick-your-score type game and a nice rest before we get into conference play. Easy win versus Sanford. Absolutely. Easy win here. Now, here's where it gets tricky, though. First conference game of the season on the road. A&M, who knows? Again, I mean, they could be cratered. Jimbo could be fired by this point in time. We could be rolling, confidence, 3-0. and But there's always a lot of confidence, Shade, with, with these teams until they get into conference play. And then they get yeah. humbled a little bit. And if this game was in Jordan Hare, Shane, I'm, honestly, I'd pick Auburn. But because it's on the road... I got to go A&M here, but I think this will be closer than the experts think. Give me give me A&M in a close one. Mike, I'm telling you right now, Auburn may have the toughest five-game sled in the country, and it kicks off in College Station. I think that's the problem. If if I was redoing the schedule and I had my pick, I may have mixed in some of these, these cupcakes, but – I, I think Texas A&M is just a little too much to handle right out of the gate. Like I said, later in the season, maybe, but I just cannot predict, even best-case scenario, them winning this game. It's short of Jimbo just not being – you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's a shot if you do beat him, beat this team, that they fire Jimbo right at after the game. I mean, that's that's what's going to happen. You have a new coach. So, I, I think there's going to be a lot of eyes on this game. But um, I just I, I, I just can't see it. I can't see Texas A&M losing here. Yeah. Well, so, the following week, you get to host Georgia. Again, I anticipate one hell of a crowd, Shane. This is, they're going to throw everything they got at the Georgia Bulldogs. Trick plays, uh, you know, fake. Uh, onside kicks and things of that. It, you got to throw the mm-hmm. kitchen sink at him because if Hugh Freeze can get this one, if he can steal one from Kirby, prove to be a just like he was a thorn in Nick Saban's side, he could be a thorn in Kirby's side. Shade. I mean, <laughs> nothing would be better. And remember, uh, old Kirby, he tried to hire old Hugh Freeze uh, back in the day. Oh, yeah. He so he's got a high opinion of Hugh Freeze. But you know that being said, I mean, realistically, the the game's won by the rosters and yeah. One's Georgia right now, and one's Auburn. So I have to go Georgia here, but uh, who knows? I mean, th- this could be an issue. This is one you got to watch here. Yeah, and and that's kind of where we're at. There's a lot of question marks right now about the Auburn Tigers, and you know maybe yeah, maybe you lost last week, and so Georgia's just thinking they're going to steamroll you. You know, how does that team bounce back? I, I we don't know that yet, Mike. So. 
I think this is going to be closer than some of these matchups have been in the past, but it's the Georgia Bulldogs, and I don't see them losing this one here. Kirby's going to be too dialed in. He knows what this rivalry means, so uh, I'm going to have the second loss of the year here. Yeah. And then at LSU, you got two weeks to prepare for it. That is a, a plus. You'll probably be a little bit banged up, though, after playing A&M in Georgia in back-to-back mm-hmm. weeks. So you'll need that by week. Maybe that is enough to push you over the edge and upset the Tigers at night. Hopefully it's a noon game or something like that, but it, that's hard to imagine Auburn at LSU a neuter. But <laughs> maybe the scheduling gods will come into your favor. But uh, I got to go LSU in this one. But uh, – Again, this is one of the best rivalries in the SEC for a reason. I keep I, I hate to keep repeating myself here, but uh, you know I I just I don't think it's one of these games where Auburn's got no shot. I just think I just think mm-hmm. this is a tough, tough, tough ask for year one under Hugh Freeze. Yeah, and, and again, I told you one of the toughest five games. It's going to be tough to break. One thing I do think, brother, is that out of these these three games, especially the the A and M Georgia and LSU. Like, if you're going to get one of them, for some reason, it's just a complete gut check here, man. And it's not that I hate LSU. Guys, I don't hate LSU, but I don't know. I think if you're going to get your big upset, because I think there'll be a signature win at some point this season, you're upset. This this is the one I've got my eyes on, Mike. Like you said, you got a couple of weeks to prepare for it. Again, you're coming off two losses. Maybe LSU's getting a little cocky like they did last year with Arkansas. And next thing you know, you're handing them their first loss or something. So right. uh, that's that's the one I've got my eyes on. But I'm still going to give the edge to the LSU Tigers. <laughs> now this is the the one shade where, man, this could make or break your season because you don't want to go on a four game slide. There's all the bad blood between Lane Kiffin and Hugh Freeze and that whole drama trying to hire Kiffin and and you know stealing position coaches and things of that nature so there's a lot that goes into this old miss game opportunity shane i really came into this wanting to pick auburn but just looking at that <laughs> schedule man i, I think they're going to be a little beaten up and and, and bruised heading in this is a coin toss game but for me yeah. it, it's really more about lane kiffin having three-year jump start on Hugh Freeze to build his roster and get it where he wants. So I like Ole Miss, but just by the thinnest of thin margins here. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because this is going to be a fun game to watch. You know, this is one of those – you remember uh, Step Brothers when uh, when they meet out there and he's like, you know, you was he called me Nighthawk or something <laughs> like that, and they're looking at each other at the 50-yard line. So I, I feel like this is going to be a scene out of Step Brothers, but – Hugh Freeze, like you said, I think he needs some time to make to make this one here. I think it's close. I really do. I think Auburn can build up a roster quick and quicker than than most teams in this country. Uh, I just don't think they're quite there yet. Depth's going to be an issue. So for that, I'm going to give the edge to Ole Miss here. Yeah. Then the following week, you get Mississippi State at home, and another close game. I think a, a toss, but I. All the tosses, I've kind of been throwing the opponent's way. I'm going to throw this one Auburn's way. Mississippi State, first year under Zach Arnett. Again, this is going to be a battle. This is not going to be an easy game. There are no easy games in the SEC West. But give me Auburn. I think we get a little bit momentum. You know, there's no such thing as moral victories. But maybe we, maybe after a couple close defeats here, we gain a little bit of confidence so we can finish strong here. Give me Auburn to beat Mississippi State. Well, it's almost like we're reading the same list, Mike, because, you know, I started out the pod talking about this secondary. I think this is where they come to shine here. I think they hold Will Rogers down and, and you know, they, they establish that running game. I think this one's going to get back to some old school football and, and finally get back on the winning track. So give me the Auburn Tigers here. And same deal the following week, Shane. Real opportunity to gain some momentum, get back on a winning streak on the road at Vanderbilt. I think they, uh, you know, did them a real solid, considering the the middle slate of that schedule. Giving them Vanderbilt here, so give me Auburn another win, two wins in a row for the Tigers. 
Game's going to be personal with that linebacker back there leading. This is going back home, you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm with you, brother. I think th now you're starting to build some momentum. And th this is important, man. I know you had some tough games early in the season, but I think now's the time when you're leaning in heavy on that, them on that recruiting trail, you know, looking at some of these transfers that you may be able to get. You're, you're looking toward 2024 while putting a bow on 23. So give me another victory here. Now, this is going to be a difficult one, Shane. Going on the road at Arkansas, KJ, Rocket, and company. This this one will be personal for the Razorbacks, too, Shane. Losing to Liberty last year at home. Hugh Freeze back in that stadium for the second year in a row. Well, guess what, Shane? He's walking out of there with a double W two <laughs> years in a row. Give me them Tigers to go into Arkansas and, and get a win. Oh, but Mike, how can you say that and put KJ at one and Rocket Sanders up there? <laughs> you crazy, son. I tell you what, Arkansas will be a true test. I mean, it will be a hell of a matchup. And I don't know how their schedule is going to play up to this point. I don't know exactly how Auburn's going to play up to this point. But I know that this game is a little bit personal to both sides. Like you said, Sam was embarrassed last year. And Hugh probably wanted to take that damn job if he could have got it. <laughs> so he's back in the SEC. And I love this roster compared to Liberty's. So give me another victory for those Auburn Tigers. Man, we're picking up some momentum. Yeah, and New Mexico State – Comes in at a perfect time, Shane. I mean, they're just going to wax the hell out of them, right? Oh, yeah. They go back to digging in mines because they, <laughs> <laughs> they ain't going to get smoked over here on the plane. So, brother, again, we're both kind of predicting here, what, one, two, three, four game winning streak? Yeah. Late. I mean, they don't – you know that old saying, they don't They don't forget what you did in November, you know. That may not even be the saying, but, you know. What is that saying? They don't care what you did in September. It's how – they only remember November. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't care. I made it up. This is what Shane used to say. September don't matter because now we're picking up the momentum. We're coming into the Iron Bowl. Everybody is pumped up, and they're starting to believe that this is the year. This is the chance. You know, nobody yeah. thought that Auburn, year one, would be competing with Alabama. But after those four defying victories, they're saying, well, maybe, maybe. Yep. And so that that is the finale, Shane, the Iron Bowl, in Jordan Hare, Hugh Freeze, Nick Saban, round one as Iron Bowl coaches Maybe the best rivalry, not only in college football, but in all of sports, Shane. Cannot wait for this football game. But, I mean, how can you go against the greatest coach of all time, maybe the best roster in all of college football, the revenge tour. They got five stars littered all over that roster. They don't have to hit the transfer portal very hard in Tuscaloosa because they've got such a stacked team. And I know Auburn's got the home field advantage, which that's a nice little story. They got Hugh Freeze, who's won, beat Nick Saban a couple times. That's a nice story. But I got to do it, Shane. Who wins this game? It's them Auburn Tigers! <laughs> yeah! Come on, 8-4 and four season, getting all the momentum. And I, I think that a year from now, Shane, Auburn may be the hottest team in the country with all the momentum. If they can finish, if they can finish that deal and beat Alabama, five-game winning streak, hopefully win the bowl game. You know, maybe a Florida-type bowl game. God, they're gonna—I mean—they're gonna be preseason top fifteen, top ten. Jeez, oh, I love it, Mike. I love it. That's all they want, man. You get that job, you want to beat Alabama, you want to beat Georgia. That's that's in your contract somewhere, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe not year one, but, you know, there there's going to come a time when they're expecting you to compete against these big boys. And I'm telling you right now, the thing I love about the, the Alabama-Auburn matchup is it doesn't matter who the coaching is. It doesn't matter what the records are. I mean, for crying out loud, Brian Harris, they almost beat them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we just fired the dude, and they almost beat Alabama. So what do they do if they get some good coaching in there, some good players in there? Right. I'm with you, Mike. I, I think that this game is going to be good again. Just not this year, Ooh. all right? So all you guys bookmark Mike, you bookmark this. Auburn does not beat Alabama this year. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see how it plays out one way or another. But I think you're dead on, Shane. Regardless, it's great to have that rivalry back. And 
we want to see it where both teams, you know, top five, top ten on a field in a game that could decide, you know, who goes to the SEC championship, who could go to a playoff. You know, it could yeah. be an elimination game for years to come with these two head coaches. You know what? Absolutely. And it's going to be fun. It's fun again. Auburn's fun again, you know? Yeah. You got Hugh Freeze floating around down there. I mean, how many times are we going to see the meme, him up there in the hospital bed with the <laughs> thumbs up after each victory Auburn comes away with? It's fun again, you know? And this we've, we've lost some good coaches and some fun coaches to follow, but we've added a few too. So right. that's that's all we want, man. We want to have fun, and we want, we want some good entertainment. And, and, and I think we're going to finally have some entertainment down there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Shane, another fall camp preview series in the book. Only one more to go. Got anything before we hop off the line? No, but I better see all them Auburn fans down there at the Bearded Iris. That's what I'm saying. After Mike predicted an upset. <laughs> I guess that means uh, we don't want to see Alabama fans down there. <laughs> no, they don't they don't hate you, man. I don't know. I see a I see an Alabama sticker out front. I may be able to like, I don't know that guy. <laughs> Let you go in first, like the gesture, you know. <laughs> Why don't you drink this, Mike? See what it tastes like. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Well, buddy, I appreciate you. As always, appreciate all the cousins out there for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you, guys. Whoa, damn eagle. Hey, buddy. This beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves the that SEC podcast, Hail State.